Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this is our full moon forecast that is going to take place on February 27th, 2021. And before we get started, I do want to remind everybody that I use the sidereal zodiac system. So if you follow the Western tropical system, the astrology I use is not going to be correct. I am using the Vedic sidereal system. If you want to calculate your individual birth chart, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart where you can calculate your North Indian Vedic birth chart. Okay. So talking about this full moon that we have coming up, um, I'm also so partial to doing these new and full moon forecasts. It's what I started doing with astrology now. And so it always feels very familiar, kind of like coming home. And I feel like we get to cover so many different areas um, in these segments gives me a lot of freedom, I think it gives me a lot of creative freedom, which we're going to talk about. It's a good time for creativity and expression. But before I get into that, I want to say if you did not listen to the Mars and Rahu part podcast that I posted before this, it may be really helpful for you. And I also take a few minutes to describe what's been happening in Austin, Texas recently. (laughs) If you haven't been watching the news, Texas had a quote unquote winter vortex. And Texas is always really dramatic with the news. And so I saw winter vortex and I was like, okay, winter vortex, we're going to get some snow, you know, it's going to dust the ground, everything is going to be fine. It was actually a winter vortex. I have taken one walk since Sunday. So almost a week, I've been outside to take a walk once and the walk lasted like 10 minutes because it was so cold and so icy. Um, so I'm hoping to get out more <laughs> in these next couple of days. But if you know me, like that's crazy. I'm always out and about. I'm always wanting to take a run or taking a long walk. So being stuck in my house for this long, like the conditions are bad, I promise. And it's currently like I don't know, 60 degrees in my house, maybe, but I'm trying to conserve energy for people who who lost power. That was another thing that uh, Austin is wanting us to do is if we do have power to keep things low and uh, not overly exploit our resources to try to conserve stuff. So I've been doing that. But overall, I'm so incredibly lucky so lucky I haven't lost heat I haven't lost power all I'm having to do is boil my water so anyway if any of you all were wondering and if you are in Texas I hope that you're well I hope that you are safe I hope that you have drinking water I hope that you have food oh my gosh that's another story so let's go ahead and transition into the astrology portion um of this podcast. Let's go ahead and talk some astrology. So we do have this full moon coming up on February 27th. And the full moon is when the moon and the sun are completely opposing one another. And so this means that the moon is completely full of light. Okay, it's like the energy is building. I think that we often associate the full moon with increased energy. 
influx of energy. Um, Sometimes people are said to act a little bit more sporadically or spontaneously, maybe a little bit more impulsively with the full moon. And that's because of this increase of energy that comes with the full moon. Something that has been said traditionally is that the full moon gives the sap of life. So the full moon is actually what contributes to keeping plants growing, vegetation flourishing. So there is a fertile nature to the full moon. And this nakshatra specifically that we're going to talk about is also connected to fertility and creativity because fertility and having the potential to create is one of the highest manifestations of expression and creativity. So the full moon is going to be taking place around 2.17 a.m. if you're in America, central time, in the sign of Leo, in the sidereal Leo. And the sign of Leo is expressive. If you have any Leos in your life, oh my gosh, they're so expressive. They're so animated. They can be a little dramatic, which makes them very fun to be around because the way that they respond to things is always very expressive. Like they want you to know what they're feeling. They can be very theatrical. They can be very gifted when it comes to the arts. So these are some attributes of Leo. It's also a very loyal sign, incredibly loyal, incredibly generous and charismatic. Of course, we always want to look a little bit more specifically at the full moon. And the full moon will be taking place in the nakshatra of Porva Falguni. And I've been realizing how many people get confused with the idea of nakshatras. So I'm going to take a moment to explain it. We have the constellation of Leo, and then we're going to divide the constellation into even smaller portion of stars to get more specific. And so the nakshatra is just zooming in on a specific segment of Leo. Okay. And so we're zooming in on Leo and we're going to come to the nakshatra of Porva Falguni. Porva Falguni is the reddish one. There is a connection to fertility. The symbol is the wedding bed. Okay, how much more obvious. The deity, the god that rules over Porva Falguni is Bagha. And Bagha is the god of fulfillment and desires. What's interesting about Bagha is that he is said to be blind. It's that he's blinded by the creator himself or herself. And to me, what this can indicate is our desires can point the way, right? Like having a desire gives us a direction to go. It gives us inspiration to act. If there's something that we want in life, It inspires us and motivates us to act and move forward towards something. But then in the same token, our desires can also blind us and we can get tunnel vision where we're unable to see maybe how we're impacting the people around us because we're so focused on getting this thing that we want or we're so focused on getting more, so focused on getting something else that we lose gratitude for what we already have. And so what's interesting about the nakshatra of Porva Falguni is that 
it simultaneously represents fulfillment of desires and pleasure, but also letting go of desires and pleasure and pleasure and aestheticism. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Um, Pura Falguni is ruled by the planet Venus. And Venus is going to be aspecting the moon directly. Because Venus is currently with the sun in the sky. If we're looking up at the sun, um, Venus and the sun are moving close together. And so if we're having a full moon, that means that the sun and Venus are both aspecting the moon directly. Uh, Neptune as well is going to be here. And then on top of that, Mars is also aspecting the moon. So it's a lot of passion. Mars is being aspected by v- by Venus, the sun, Neptune, and Mars. It's a lot of energy. And I think that there could be a tendency to be a little dreamy at this time, passionate, maybe overly romanticizing things. I really want to encourage everyone to see things for what it is. Try to really keep your eyes open and stay grounded and practical. And if you are in a relationship Really give your partner the benefit of seeing them with clarity, trying not to project any of your ideas or maybe expectations on them. Because sometimes when we get into a relationship, we build up this character of who we want this person to be and the role we want them to play in our lives and how they're going to make us feel, you know. And I think that one of the greatest benefits we can give somebody is to not do that and try to open our eyes and see them with clarity for who they are, what they're trying to bring to the table, who they're trying to be, how they're trying to be seen in the world, what their desires are, what their life is all about, learning so much about them and what they're here to do. And sometimes, you know, that may not be the best. Sometimes if we give people that benefit, we'll see, hey, like, I don't really know if this person has my best interest in mind. I don't really know if this person is acting with sincerity. And then sometimes you get the opposite and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I was projecting all these things onto this person thinking that they're selfish and, you know, ungrateful or whatever. And then when we open up our eyes, we see, oh my gosh, they were trying to provide me with love in a way that maybe I wasn't expecting, you know? So trying to see partners with clarity and trying to remove our own projections and expectations of them. And if you're not in a relationship and you're seeking relationship, keeping your eyes open when moving forward, you know, trying not to have those, just contemplating on maybe how you project identity onto people around you, rather it be romantic or not, maybe even on yourself. So because of that Neptune energy, this is partially why I'm saying that, okay? Then kind of going back to this idea of focusing on desires, because the full moon is a time of releasing and letting go. Because when the moon is completely full, the only place it has to go is downward. So the light will slowly be stripped away from the moon making it an auspicious time to release and let go of things. And because Porva Falguni simultaneously represents attainment of desires and then also aestheticism and detachment from desires, 
I think it could be a really good time to write down what it is we're wanting to manifest in our life. What is it that is inspiring us to act? What is something that you've been wanting to express even? Because Porva Falguni is all about expression and being artistic. So honestly, on this day, it's a wonderful time for artistic expression, dancing, painting, drawing, writing poetry. It's also a wonderful time for marriage. If you're happening to get married on this day, it's a wonderful time for marriage. It's also a good time for settling disputes. If there's been something that's come up between someone and you've been wanting to work it out, it'll be a super nice time for that. Mercury will also be direct by then, which makes it easier. Um, But a practice that could be helpful is writing down what it is that you're wanting to manifest what is it in your life that you've been wanting to create that you've recently been wanting to create and following it up by writing a list of things that you're grateful for and you may even want to reverse that practice so begin by writing a list of everything you're grateful for you know and it could be five things as long as you feel the gratitude and i think you guys know what i'm talking about where You write something down and you're like, okay, I am grateful for my dog, Steve. And when you write that down, you feel the gratitude emerge in your heart. So keep writing things that you're grateful for until you feel that surge of gratitude. And then take time to write down what it is you're wanting to manifest into creation, what it is you're wanting to materialize. And... I've noticed that having that fuel of gratitude does so much to help bring things into material in terms of what we're trying to manifest. Finally, take time to write down what it's time to let go of that may be keeping you from what you're trying to materialize. And these could be negative thought patterns, these could be habits, these could be people, it could be um, anything in your life that's been keeping you from what you're trying to manifest. So let's say you've been trying to manifest expression. Maybe you've been really wanting to create an online platform, maybe even wanting to make a podcast or an Instagram or a website. And now it's time to release this idea that you're not good enough, this idea of imposter syndrome, this lifelong debilitating fear of public speaking. So releasing and letting go, taking a moment to observe what it is in your life that's acting as an obstacle. And sometimes it can actually take time. You know, sometimes when you sit to really think about the obstacles that are keeping you from moving forward, it'll take you a little bit of time to see it clearly. Sometimes you may even need a second pair of eyes to help you with this. I think that sometimes when we get so caught up in patterns that are not helpful, patterns that are acting as hindrances, we can't even see them. So it could be helpful to think about what it is you're trying to manifest and then ask a friend like, hey, these are the things that I'm trying to create in my life and I'm having 
trouble. Can you see like what it is that may be keeping me from that? Do you notice any words that I say that suggest negative thought patterns? Do you see any actions or habits that I'm taking that may be keeping me from this? And really, you know, a good trusted friend, it may even be a parent or a sibling or something like that. This could act in a really, really powerful way. I've done this with friends before, and it's always so incredibly helpful. And sometimes they're not right, you know, so think critically. Sometimes your friend may observe something that isn't true for you. Just because your friend says something doesn't mean it's going to be true. So be ready to be like, hmm, you know, that's a good idea, but I don't really know if that's it. So it could be helpful. It could not be helpful, but you know what's true. So take some time on this day to focus on what it is you're trying to create, what it is you're trying to materialize, and release and let go of anything that is keeping you from that. Also, because there is this connection to being blinded by the material, focus on gratitude, the gratitude portion of this practice is so important and maybe you don't have time to sit and write them down but sit with yourself and think about what you are grateful for and try not to lose sight of that and one of the quickest ways to turn our mindset from feeling obsessed about something we want is to focus on what we already have right if we're getting that tunnel vision of like if I just had this thing I'd be happy if I just you know had this relationship I'd be happy if I just owned this car I'd be happy it's all about flipping the perspective and having material things is great there's nothing wrong with wanting material things but we can't let that own and rule our life and we certainly can't expect it to bring us happiness you know forever because material things are finite. And this is along the ideas of Buddhist philosophy, right? We've got to turn our perspective. And one of the quickest ways to turn our perspective from putting everything on the outside and our happiness is constantly dependent on everything around us. It's that happiness is dependent on what's happening inside and how we perceive the outer world. And so really fueling yourself with that gratitude And letting yourself feel rich for what you have and feel satisfied for what you have. Finding that balance, right? Because Porva Falguni is attainment of desire while simultaneously releasing the desire. So it's okay to have these desires 100%. We all want stuff, right? But not letting it own you or control you. And most importantly, not letting it make you lose sight of what you have and make you lose gratitude for what you have. So finding that balance between gratitude and also desire and motivation and inspiration. So what else is going on in the night sky? Mercury, thank God, will go direct on February 20th. Congratulations to anyone who has plants in Capricorn. I know this has been such a wild ride. So Mercury going direct on February 20th should bring some relief. Mars is going to move in the sign of Taurus on February 22nd. This is a very significant transit. Again, if you have not listened to the Mars and Rahu segment I posted on Tuesday. It's a pretty, in my opinion, it's a pretty important transit. I think it's going to be pretty intense. Um, So I do talk about Mars and Rahu from February 22nd until April 13th or 14th, and how this may impact each of the 12 zodiac signs. 
just be watching out for that. That's something that's coming up. And other than that, I hope that this podcast was helpful. I hope that you have some clarity on how to work with this full moon energy and maybe an an idea of of how to practice or what to practice. The full moon is in a nakshatra ruled by Venus. It's being directly aspected by Venus. So really indulge in Venusian activity. It's art, it's creative, it's sensuality, it's surrounding yourself with things that make you feel good. So maybe watching your favorite movie, listening to your favorite music, having your favorite drink, having your favorite food, indulging the senses. Have a beautiful full moon and I hope that it serves you well and I hope that you can identify some of these less helpful ideologies that you may be carrying around um, that are keeping you from attaining what it is you desire. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow Astrology Now's Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. I would love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast, where I post two additional segments a week. And I've been posting a lot more to YouTube. So if you want to see Vedic sidereal content with visuals as well, you may want to find me on YouTube. I'll be sure to link all of this in the descriptions. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Bye.